Good morning, everybody. You're tuning into the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Monday, July 24th, and I'm your host, Vanessa DiBerio, reporting for Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. Here are our top stories for this morning. First up, record-breaking flooding leaves four missing in Nova Scotia. Next, a shooting in Toronto's East End leaves one man dead hours after the Danforth shooting memorial. And then, a memorial was held for a 19-year-old firefighter in Revelstoke, British Columbia. And for our last story, Cambodia's general election dubbed unfair due to no credible opposition. And lastly, we will hear from Justina, bringing you all the latest on good news. So let's get into this morning's news. Historic flooding in Nova Scotia leaves four people missing and immense damage across the Atlantic province. RCMP say they are searching for two children after the car they were in was submerged. Another incident leaves a man and a youth missing after they drove into deep water. On Sunday morning, Nova Scotia RCMP spokesperson Cindy Bayer said finding them is a top priority, with extra resources added to support the efforts. Nova Scotia Premier Tim Houston said that the search will continue as long as necessary. He also said the province would be seeking support from the federal government. The record-breaking flooding event caused by heavy rain began late on Friday and carried into the weekend. The event marks the heaviest rain to hit Nova Scotia in over 50 years. A province-wide state of emergency was declared late on Saturday. CBC News reports rainfall totals of around 200 millimeters for counties in western Nova Scotia. The same amount of rain usually lands in about three months. The excessive rain is causing rivers and streams to overflow, flooding and damaging many roads, houses and bridges. Residents are abandoning their cars during their journeys as streets remain undrivable. Reuters reports that more than 80,000 residents were left without power at one point. Halifax Mayor Mike Savage said that officials advise residents to stay off the roads and away from the water, which may contain contaminants. This flooding is the latest of many weather-related disasters in Canada this year, as wildfires scorched much of Nova Scotia earlier this year. For our next story this morning, a shooting in Toronto's East End leaves one man dead just hours after a mass shooting memorial. Shots rang out early Sunday morning in East Toronto's Greektown area. According to Toronto Police, gunshots were heard around 3 in the morning, just south of Danforth Avenue at Carlaw Avenue. The shooting comes just hours after dozens of people gathered for a memorial to mark the fifth anniversary of the Danforth shooting, where two people were killed and 13 were injured. Sunday's early morning shooting happened less than a block from where the commemoration was held. Police haven't shared information about if the two events are connected. Officers found a male victim at the scene with gunshot wounds. Police say he was taken to the hospital with life-threatening injuries, but died shortly after. No suspect information is available at this time. For our next story, a memorial and service was held for a 19-year-old firefighter in Revelstoke, British Columbia. Community members paid their respects to Devin Gale, the young firefighter who died after being struck by a falling tree earlier this month. According to Global News, Gail had been working alongside her team to remove brush in a remote area where a small wildfire had sparked. After being separated from the group, her team discovered her under a tree. She was given first aid and rushed to the hospital, but didn't survive. 
Global News reports Gail as being described as someone who brought joy to her family. Gail was a third-year nursing student at the University of British Columbia, Okanagan, with a strong passion for helping others. Tributes and kind words continue to flood in for the 19-year-old. Revelstoke residents who didn't know the firefighter personally attended the services, saying it was important to show their support for someone who called their city home. And for our final story this morning, critics call the landslide win in Cambodia's general election unfair due to the exclusion of opposition. Prime Minister Hun Sen of the Cambodian People's Party claimed a large victory on Sunday. According to Al Jazeera, critics are calling the election the least free and fair vote in decades. Hun Sen has been in power for 38 years and was expected to sweep the election as the only credible opposition party was disqualified in May. The country's main opposition party, the Candlelight Party, was barred from the election on a technicality. According to BBC News, the National Election Commission said the party was missing paperwork, which wasn't needed for last year's election. BBC News also reports that Western countries, including the United States, have expressed concerns about the integrity of the election. They cite the lack of choice as removing any attempt at a fair election. According to BBC News, political analysts say Prime Minister Sen has become increasingly authoritarian. According to Al Jazeera, the National Election Committee reported two people were arrested after spoiling their votes under a law recently passed to prevent people from protesting against the election. One of the detainees drew an X on their ballot and shared an image on social media, while the other stuffed the ballot in their pocket to remove it from the voting station. Al Jazeera reports other images of spoiled ballot papers are being widely spread on social media. The government also told internet service providers to block access to websites of independent news and information outlets. According to BBC News, Hun Sen noted this would be his last term, as he said he would step aside to let his eldest son take over. According to the New York Times, Hun Sen has made it clear that he'll stay on as a power behind the throne when he hands the position over to his son. Hun Sen said his son could be prime minister in three or four weeks. Well, that was all for me today. And now I'll leave you with Justina, who has the latest good news segment. Take it away, Justina. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this week's good news segment. My name is Justina, and each week I'll be sharing a piece of uplifting news to add some positivity to your week. If you like baked goods, are a struggling entrepreneur, or have experienced difficulty in the job market, then this story will definitely give you a positive outlook on life. Janie's Life-Changing Baked Goods is a bakery located in East Harlem, New York. The bakery is known for its pie crust cookies, but what makes it even more interesting is the story behind the owner itself, Janie Deegan. According to a CBS article, Janie started her business in 2015, several years after struggling with homelessness and addiction in her early 20s. She turned to baking because it helped bring order to chaos. Since baking involves taking one step after another to achieve the results you want, she describes it as a beautiful, meditative, very controlled artistic outlet. It was only until a friend had hired her to bake a cake that she realized she could sell her baked goods. What started out as a joyous hobby turned into a full-blown career and a successful business. Of course, Janie had doubts before launching her own bakery. 
She had gaps in her resume and no idea how to build a business or even what entrepreneur meant. Nevertheless, according to CNBC's Make It, she experimented with the idea of making pie crust cookies, a cookie where each bite promises the perfect balance between a bite of pie and cookie, which would later become her signature recipe. She presented her pie crust cookie as a business idea to a panel of experts at a culinary entrepreneurship program, where it received overwhelming support. After that, she'd spend the first two years working 20-hour days, balancing custom cake orders, and working street fairs in the city. By 2021, demand for Janie's cookies grew. Today, she has 15 employees across two locations and is looking to open a third. She also gives others a second chance of life through baking by implementing an open-door policy. That means taking into account how willing and enthusiastic someone is about coming to work rather than looking at their past situation or gaps in their resume, such as being homeless or even in prison. Her staff members teach new employees everything they need to know, even if they are completely new to the baking business. Well, that's all the good news I have for today. I hope this encourages you to push through life's challenges, even if you can't see the miracle ahead. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much, Justina. And that was all from this morning's newscast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I'll be back again next Monday with some more news at Morning Mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more. For Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto, I'm Vanessa Tiberio. Thank you for listening.